Happy Pride Month, everyone! We thought we would celebrate this month by talking about our cast and crew as members of the LGBTQ community. Nikki is a 19-year-old half-elf arcane tinkerer. She identifies as female and uses she-her pronouns. Being bisexual, she likes both male and female-identified individuals in equal measure, though she has had little experience with either, as her work has usually come first. And passion projects are something that she needs to share with someone she loves. There's some hints that her and Ernest may have had something in the past, but we're not exactly sure what. Ernest is a 22-year-old tiefling wizard and enchanter. He identifies as male and uses he-him pronouns. Ernest is asexual, therefore not experiencing any sexual attraction to any gender. However, he is biromantic and has had quite a few different romantic partners in the past. Currently, he owns and operates The Devil's Delights, a magical shop located in the Airpike Library, as well as acting as part-time instructor for the Airpike Academy. He has a passion for knowledge and tends to focus on something specific to learn as much as he can about. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. If we have missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, mature themes, mild gore, two high-pitched screams kept at low volume, violence against perceived children or likeness of children, torture, being burned alive, and body horror, including experimenting on dead bodies. Imagine a world on the frontier, where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate, society can't keep up, allowing evil or misguided people to create abominations in nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Fey Wild West. Let's be legendary. Initiative order is still the same. Okay. Talia, you're up first, and your first action was to move Hex. Oh, all right. I'm gonna try and hit it. Just 20 hit it. Yes. Cool. It actually has a pretty low AC. Cool. Fantastic. So 18 plus four would probably hit it too. Yes. Okay, I wasn't aiming, but I was. You did have Hex on it. I did have Hex on it. First, 13. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Damn. <sighs> Nearly a third of its health in one turn. <laughs> I fucking had it with this undead crap. On this motherfucking plane. <laughs> of existence. Yes. <laughs> that too. All right. Celine, it is your turn. Okay, I... I damaged it, but I don't know if that's the whole problem. Well, it's all science. You monster. 
I am going to cast Tools of Dead. No effect. Uh, all right, well, science science achieved. Go smack it. I tell him I, I am making <laughs> Go bite him. Okay. Oh, shit. No, I wasn't going to do that. Oh, fuck. What were you going to do? I heal myself. Fuck. Okay, no. That's it. Hopefully. Too late. Too late. Too late. Okay. Roll. I'm going to heal myself oh, next, next round. round. Don't let me get trigger happy and cast whatever damage spell I decide to cast. Got it, got it. In fact, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do on my next turn. But I'm like, I'm going to do it. And you're going to be like, no, you're going to heal yourself. Or no, you're going to do this other thing that you had planned and then forgot about because you're fucking goldfish when it comes to remembering what you were going to do. <sighs> next turn, you're going to heal yourself. Thank you. 18. That hits. All right. So, five. Cool. And I use a bonus action to reapply my lipstick. But you already used your bonus action to attack with the spiritual weapon. I get another one. Okay, let's go. See, that was just me throwing just back a tiny bit of sass. <laughs> my name is literally sass. You really can't out-sass me. I know. And with, this is the sass council. So... From the balcony above, the shadowy figure of Victoria calls down. Richard, kill them. My daughter is trying to sleep. Your daughter is with the Undertaker. Not anymore, she's not. And she steps away from the balcony and disappears. And... This big monster named Richard? Yep. Alright, let's kill Richard. He brings up his gun arm and it starts rotating, spinning up, and it coughs out three shots. It attempts to anyway. Let's see if it succeeds. Okay, that won't hit anybody, but it doesn't jam. So that will hit Talia. Okay. And then the third shot does not hit, but does not jam. Okay. Eight points of piercing damage yeah. from the shot. And then he's going to let out just this deep, thunderous roar into the room, and I need you both to make con saves. 18. 21. 21. So you both take three points of thunder damage. Okay. Yeah, but that is its turn. <sighs> okay. I'm going to use a grip point. Okay. And I'm gonna try rending. Rending, okay. 16? That hits. Oh god. That hits. 19, sorry. Yeah. But it still hits. Yeah. Plus X. So for Death Whisper. 2d6 plus X. Okay. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Just on Death Whisper. Yeah, so that is... Okay, it does save for the rending. It, it rolled a nat 16, and it has a pretty beefy constitution, so... Okay, okay. And then for punishment... 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Nice. 41 points of damage altogether. What? <laughs> I'm just like, is it dead? Not yet. Not quite yet. Yeah, although it's leaking from some rather large holes. Celine, it is your turn. Alright. You're going to heal, I believe. Heal. 
Heal. Don't look at me like that. Heal. He's using a bead in action or a bonus action. In action. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you really, really sure? Megzi, heal yourself. Okay, I'm gonna use a bead and cast Cure Wounds at second level. Okay. And that's two B something. Jeez, I think I'd like learn how to play this. Two D eight plus three. Two D eight plus three. Thank you. I don't know. You know what? You remember this shit. I don't. Because I'm like, oh, I just for so many numbers. Uh, okay. 14. But you can hit him. Yep. All right. 15. That hits. Cool. And then it's, what is it? 1D, 1D8 plus 3. I remember this one day. Uh, nine. six. So nine. Is it dead? It is not dead. Oh, I woke up such a cool way to kill him, too. <laughs> it is now its turn. Oh, wait, wait. I want to use my movement. Damn oh. it. Oh, right. I'll allow it. I want to move up three squares. So it's right in my little bubble. Right. Yep, so you are still there. Yeah. Okay. And so wisdom save on it. Yes. Turn. And that is a fail. So 3d8. Oh man, that's really great. Nine. Okay, so it is going to roars a bit, not as loud as before. But what it does instead is it takes its left arm and reaches up towards this like metal cylinder that's kind of like sticking out of its chest and grabs a handle on it and twists the handle. And you see electricity start sparking all around it. And it like roars again and the gun spins up faster. I need you both to make deck saves. Kite. Hmm? How many love points do you have to? Use it. I have death ward up. Okay, never mind. You have death ward up. Uh, yeah, six. Okay, so Talia, you will take half damage from this. So okay. You will not. That was a lot of dice. <laughs> 24. Oh. 12. Con save for spirit guardians. That's t- it gotta be better than 10, right? It had, to say it had to be better than 12 and you roll a 12. Yeah. Because it either has to be better, it, it, it's either 10 or half the damage, whichever is higher. Half the damage for this attack was 12. Okay. So, and you got 12 plus your stuff. Which is 13. So, so you're fine. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Man, it's a lot of numbers in this game. Oh. Satanic parents disappointed to learn that D and D is always improv and in, math. Improv and math. Uh, Seventeen hexes. Ah, uh, yeah, you're fine. Okay. All right, I just realized like shit. I need to roll for that. <laughs> yep. It roars again as now the like glowing red barrels of the gun slow down. What was it? Like stop. No, it was piercing damage. Oh, okay. It just sped itself up. Uh-huh. Is essentially what it did. I popped this potion for no reason. It lasts an hour. There's a reason. Oh, good. Talia, it is your turn. Alright, I'm gonna hit it. Don't kill it, because I have a cool thing. <laughs> Go ahead, kill it. <laughs> the look I gave her. The 14 hit? Yes. Oh. It's the side of a barn. <laughs> yeah. 15 plus stuff will hit it. Yeah. Okay. So hits twice. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay. 
21 plus whatever it was. 20. So. 20. So, 41, 41 points of damage. Holy fuck. <laughs> Almost there. I'm so close to fucking shifting, it's not even funny. Wait, Velvet. Wait, Velvet. <laughs> Celine, it is your turn. Alright, I'm going to guess Guiding Bolt. And I have a cool thing. Okay. It's just this better hit, come on. Oh my god, eight. Plus six. Yeah. Fourteen that hits. Oh. Alright, what does Guiding Bolt do? It creates like a shock. Yeah, 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 I know, but like, what, what numbers does it do? Oh, numbers. 46. Yeah, how does that want to do this? All right. I don't say anything, but I cast Guiding Bolt. And first, it just materializes as a bolt. And as it flies at him, it spreads into pink and gold butterflies. <laughs> the butterflies just swarm in a cloud around Richard and just pierce through him from several angles and just leave these glowing holes through him as he tumbles over and falls to the ground. The large machine gun just like clanging to the side. Butterflies? It seemed appropriate. You want to heal me, or should I pop the rest of our potion? Well, <laughs> I think I'm going to heal myself. Yeah, heal yourself too. How many potions do we have? Sleep. We have three. So that will do. It will have to. It's gonna have to. That's it. That's literally all we got. So don't die. There's nothing I can do. What do you mean? We're out of healing potions. And I am almost out of deals, so I have a couple of big ones, but, um... This just means there's literally no way for me to get you back up. I have Disworld. I'm gonna pray that's enough. I love you. I love you too. I'm not going to kiss you, because I'm going to kiss you when this is over. I'll hold you to that. All right, let's do this. I am not afraid. And neither are you. We go up the stairs. Okay. So up the stairs to the landing. It's much the same as it was in Victoria's estate in Ubendale. You know that in the Ubendale estate, this room had been Elise's. The door stands open. Before we go in there, I'm looking in the door. Okay. You look in the door and you see a woman kneeling in front of a bed. The room is painted almost the exact same shade of pink as the other one was, if a bit faded. The bed is similar for a poster with gauzy white curtains. There's also a crib in the room that it's years old. It hasn't been used in forever. Before we walk in, I shift. I open the door and my gun's pointed at her. Victoria Gresham. She stands up slowly, 
turns to face you. For the first time, you get a good look at Victoria Gresham, twin of Elizabeth. The exact same severe features, the same nose. The eyes are a different color. These uh, piercing ice blue. And mine are piercing cold silver. Mine are glowing gold. She draws a dagger. I have labored longer and harder than any mother bringing a child into this world. If you think that matters to me after everything you've done, then you are sorely mistaken. And what of the other people? What of the other women, the other people who have brought children into this world, who you have killed? What of their labor? What of their pain? What gives you the right to decide that your pain and your struggle is more important than theirs? You have no dominion over life or death. On the contrary, what separates my needs from theirs? I look at you and I see the intellect of ants. And I see you and I see the wisdom of dust. A shooter in the shoulder. Okay, I'll say the attack. Does a 18 hit her? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just shooting once. Yeah. I didn't move hex on her, so that doesn't matter. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, yeah. Just her shoulder. Just the one that's got the dagger? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, the dagger just, like, falls to the ground, and she pretty much spins to the ground from the force of the shot as she just crumples to the ground and the curtain behind her is just like splattered red. She's unconscious. Then slowly in the bed behind her you see a shadow of a small form sit up. Mommy? You hear a little girl's voice, but it's, it's terrible. It's like strangely modulated and all of a sudden, just like slowly, silently, you see these long forms raise up from behind the child. These six long spindly limbs just slowly come up from her back and the form sort of just like lifts up out of the bed her small hand reaches up and pushes the curtain aside and you see Elise her small emaciated body has been sitting in embalming fluid for the last five years. You see 
the veins on her body pronounced and running brown red with the unnatural fluid that her mother created you see delicate metallic joints running down her arms and legs you see the metallic spine you hear the whir and quiet growl of an engine pumping the unnatural fluid through her body and the hum of electricity as lightning flashes it through her dead eyes and the six long metallic spider-like legs affixed to her back that carry her through the air and she just kind of like looks out at you. Are you here to play? I can't even say anything, I'm so angry. I just growl at Roll for initiative. Alrighty. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, that sucked. Alright. 16. Eight. So... And right as she asks, she has to make a wisdom save. And that does not succeed. So go ahead and roll the 3d8 damage. Alrighty. Oh yeah, you guys are good. Um, 12, 14. No, 14? Yeah. Cool. She shrieks this like high pitch girly scream as the spiritual entities swipe through her, dealing a radiant damage. Then she moves fast as a growler. Except she is half speed. Yep. Oh, she's still fucking fast. Fuck me. She still moves like really fast, climbing up the wall with her legs. And... Well, the good part about this is we're literally taking up the whole damn room. I do that when I'm around. <laughs> She raises two of the spider legs and brings them down at you, Talia. An 18 hits you? No. Good. So a 10 won't either. Nope. My AC went up by one. Yep. The two metal legs sink into the floor as you like manage to dance out of the way. And she is also going to go ahead and giggle and just lift a finger towards Celine and a zap of lightning leaps out towards her. You have a potion though. That does hit four points of lightning damage. So halves to two. Or wait, no, that was halved already. I'm sorry. Sorry, Still. four. Yeah. That tickled. <laughs> Celine, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to summon up another spirit guardian. Uh, spiritual weapon, you mean? Yes, that's no. what I meant. That's what I said. <laughs> I definitely said that. Right, that's yeah. definitely what I said. Right. Yeah, we don't have a recording to prove otherwise. <laughs> uh, that was the second level spell. Alrighty. Okay, this time it is a coffin. Unless okay. you got something different. 
Nope, coffin. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll the attack for it. All right. That does not hit. All right. Uh, okay, well. And then that was my bonus, right? Bonus yep. action? Yep. I'll do Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. That's a fail. Because, um, totally dead hasn't been working. Yeah, no. Yeah. But it works, so 2d8. 2d8. Six. Cool. What did the Sacred Flame take shape of? Silk moss. So first the coffin appears and swings and misses, but then a burst of silk moths just appear around her Mm -hmm. and zip through her and she screams as the radiant damage burns her. Talia, it is your turn. Okay. I cast Hexblade's Curse. Okay. And a move hex. That's everything I can do. Okay, so move hex and cast Hexblade's Curse? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll allow that. Okay. Then it is her turn. She has to make another wisdom save and succeeds. So she takes half damage. So go ahead and roll the damage for that. All right. Four? Four. She giggles again as lightning sparks between her teeth and her hair starts to drift above her as the room grows electric. And suddenly four of the arms come striking down at you, Talia. That'll hit. That will hit. That won't hit. And that will also not hit, but two of them do hit. So, the shield is dead currently, right? Yeah, it only lasted a minute. Mm-hmm. It suddenly springs to life with a charge again. Oh! Of seven points. Okay. Having been reactivated by lightning. Okay. But you take a total of 22 points of piercing damage. Yikes. Okay. So the shield can go towards that. So my tempted points, so that shield is down, my tempted points are, are gone. <clears throat> down 52. It's not horrible, but that's not gonna yeah. be very good. If I... Seeing what effect that had, she's like, oh, no fair. Life isn't fair, but death is. I roll at her. She giggles and claps her hands. Celine, it is your turn. Yes, I'm going to town undead. Okay. Okay. That is a fail. She, however, chooses to succeed. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? What? What does that mean? She has legendary resistance, which means a certain amount of times per day, on a failed saving throw, she can choose to succeed instead. Hey kid, how do I get that? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, I smack it all over with a coffin. Okay, roll the attack for that. Nope. Nope. Okay, then Talia, it is your turn. Okay. 14 plus nine. That'll hit. Okay. The numbers. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And then retribution has 14 plus 7. That'll hit. Okay. Now, is that just on Death Whisper? Any hit that you make on this person. Okay. So it has Hex and Hexblade's Curse on it. So they both hit. Okay. Here we go. Um, Here comes the damage train. 
No. Do you guys want to hear me count it out or should I give you a total? I like hearing you count it out. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this is for Death Whisper. All right, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, mm -hmm. 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. 33. Nice. Okay. Two shots through her and she screams as you put the shots right through her and her pink nightgown is stained with splotches of reddish brown. Loyal. Loyal. It is now her turn. And she has to make it save again. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she does succeed. Oh, you sure she didn't just choose to succeed? I am sure. 13 plus mm -hmm. two. That succeeds. So she is going to hop down from the wall and come right here. And all six legs behind her kind of go rigid and she crouches down as all six in this spinning motion swipe at the two of you. I need you both to make deck saves. I'm going to use a luck point to do better. Not much better. 13. 13? Mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. You succeed. You do not. Of course. I still have death ward up. Okay. How many points do you have? Three. Okay, you're still up. Okay. You take 30. You take 15. As all six legs swipe through the air, clawing at you. And I need you to make a con save oh, for, for Spirit for, Guardians. Yeah, and hey, you succeed. That's just enough. Yeah, seventeen. Okay, you succeed. So, okay, that's her turn. So, Celine, you are up. I raise up my hand and I said, "I will lead you down the path to the grave." Path to the grave. Okay. Yeah. No, there's no save for that. That just happens. Mm-hmm. So, cool. And then my uh, coffin so is also going to hit the lines of face. Okay. But I'm just going to point out one thing. If the coffin hits, that's it. I thought it was until my next turn. At the end of my next turn. The next time you or an ally of yours hits the creature with the, an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage, and then the curse ends. Oh, okay. Can I attack with the coffin and then do this? Yes, I will allow that. Alright, so I'm going to smack you with the coffin first. Okay. That oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> coffin misses, then you reach out and call out Path to the Grave. And suddenly the room goes dark. The already kind of low light from the dull oil lanterns flickers out and the shadows grow longer and this chill enters the room. 
it just seems to like cling about you, but also specifically around her. Okay, so I point to it and I say, I have opened the path to the grave, and the Reaper will lead you there. <laughs> nice. I'm suddenly very turned on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love playing this creepy ass character. Like she's so she's so fucking creepy. Talia, it is your turn. Please hit. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Please hit. Eighteen plus stuff for oh, a death whisper. That'll hit. And oh, I don't know if it hits twelve. That does not hit. Okay, but death First whisper. Death hit. whisper hits the one that will be doubled. Okay. Do I roll? double dice or does it just double? I will let you choose but do it before you roll. Roll your dice and then have it doubled. Okay. Alright. So 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 40. All together. Nice! The shot rings out taking just a good chunk of Elise's side and one of the legs, two of the legs actually fall useless. Congrats. She's halfway dead. Halfway? My goodness. All right, well. We got one more luck point and one more idea. So that was Talia's turn. Now Elisa's. Neither of her big things recharge. So she is going to go ahead and just make two strikes at Talia, being the one that's doing the most damage to her. And neither of those will hit. Okay. So Celine, oh, he had to make a wisdom save. That is a fail. So go ahead and. Three. Yep. Three. Oh, thanks, spirit guardians. <laughs> Six. The ghostly forms just continue to tear at her, and she's... So, Celine, you're up. Uh, I'm actually going to say that she had moved back up to the wall, but you do not get an opportunity attack on her. Okay. I'm going to guess guiding bolt as a false level spell. Nice. Do so, please. I'm going to use my last luck point. 19. Just hits. So, Guiding Bolt as a fourth level spell is 7d6. Can somebody count those for me? Yep. <laughs> 10, 20, 29 points of damage. So I'm going to do the wings again. All right. The wings spread from behind you, silver, and then rush forward, turning black as they slam into her. It's the radiant damage striking through her, and she screams, and the energy clings to her, making her glow silver. Do you attack with your spiritual weapon? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. It has advantage. The spiritual. Oh, right. Because of guiding bolt. Does it? Is it everything, or it's just? It's just the next attack. It's the next attack until something hits. 
this field chill up and does nothing. Yep. What can I do with a bonus action though, instead of that? Uh, you could, do if you had a potion, you could feed it to yourself. I don't think I have any more potions. You don't. Fine, give it the thing out. Alright. <laughs> Add advantage. That's Whisper. Okay. Well, let me see if I crit. Well, 10 plus 9. 19. That'll hit. Just. Okay. Let me see if I crit. <gasps> Nat 20! Nat 20? Is it a Nat 20? Hell yeah! That's a Death's Whisper. I thought that's Whisper. Okay. That's a Death's Whisper. Well, okay. That is on Death Whisper. However, necrotic damage does nothing. Okay. So. But I crit. Wait. Fuck. Necrotic damage does nothing. Hex. I forgot Hex was necrotic. I've been using Hex since the third. Fuck. Okay. I'll let it stand for what it's been doing, but the higher level undead tend to be immune to necrotic. Mm-hmm. I got it was kind of gasoline that. Yeah. Which. She's been immune to Toll the Dead. Yeah. So that was my bad. So does Dust Whisper not work at all? No, the gun oh. itself does piercing damage. No, oh, but okay. Hex wouldn't have worked this entire time. That's my bad. Because okay. I forgot Hex was necrotic, and so that was a DM's mistake, not a player's mistake. Okay. So I'm sorry, that sucks. That's okay. So it no longer works. Right. You it, still crit? Yes. I still crit. Yeah, you, you so still So I still do. Crit. You still, do, you still do more damage. So okay. you still do either 2d6 doubled or 4d6, whichever you want to roll. Okay. Um, well, first I'm going to roll Retribution. Okay. It's still an advantage, right? No. It only works for the first attack that hits. Okay, so 7 plus 7? 14. 14 does not hit. Okay, so but, okay, but Death Whisper got... Got through. Got through. And, got, and crit. And crit. I was aiming. So, all right. This yeah. is going to be a fun one. 10, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Cool. Nice. So the blow goes away as the shot to Death Whisper goes through her shoulder. Two more of her legs fall limp and she actually drops down off the ceiling. So she only has two of the six legs active. Okay. Can I, as a free action, turn around and see if Mom's still... Yeah, she's still unconscious on the ground. Good. I have actually a question about yeah. Mom. Yeah. I don't know if I already asked this or if I just thought it really hard. She's unconscious. Yeah. Do I just... Do, should I be cast... Should I cast Spare the Dying on her? Like, is she at zero hit points and needs to be stabilized? That might not be a bad idea. Okay. Well, actually, it's... It, it's a bonus action. It's a bonus action. So we could have said that you did that on your last turn because you didn't... Right, there we go. That's yeah. what I did. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. She's yeah. stabilized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so, I want her alive. Yeah. A shoulder shot? Ah, uh, she's a civilian, I suppose. Yeah. Even a that's a pretty. For someone who says your intellect is that of ants, that's pretty shitty if you can't even take a simple shoulder shot. I could take a shoulder shot. I know, right? Whatever. In my underwear. <laughs> you did? I did. <laughs> this is. And um, we're having this conversation right in front of the monster. Yep. Yeah. Your mama is stupid. (laughs) Your mama is weak sauce. Monster indeed. As the arms fall limp and she drops to the ground, you can see the seams starting to come loose. And she opens 
her mouth in just an impish smile. And you can see parts where she had been pieced back together, damage that time had done repaired. The skin around her mouth just starts to tear a bit as she just smiles wider and wider. And she lunges back in at you with two stab attacks with the legs at Talia. And those will both hit. 20 points of piercing damage. Did we do the spirit guardians? No. That's a fail. Yay! It's three of them, right? She's going to choose to, to succeed, but she still takes half damage. Alright. Three of them, not four. Oh, I got three. <laughs> Fourteen, so, so seven, seven points of damage. Yep. She is going to actually use her legs to leap and vault over you, Talia, to the other side. And then make two stab attacks at Celine. Bullshit! Okay. Really? She can attack again? Mm-hmm. I had to set so when she got this low on hit points, she kind of goes into a bit of a frenzy mode. And thankfully, she doesn't have as many legs to do this with at this point, but... Okay, so only one hits. Okay. That is 13 points of damage. Death Lord is up. I'm at one hit point. I need to make a con save for Spirit Guardians. Okay. Yep, you succeed. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. okay, so with Death Ward, right? Uh-huh. Is there a visual for it, or can I make one? You can make one. All right, so she slashes at me, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like I'm going to fall, and I, like, get halfway, like, down to falling, but then, like, something lifts me back up. Nice. And, like, you hear, like, a... nice. and, like, some of, there's, like, some ghostly stuff that goes around me. Nice. All right. I'm going to heal myself. Is it my turn? Or is she going to do some other bullshit? It it, it is your turn. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at myself at cell level. Okay, so that's 3d8 plus 3. Yes, it sure is. 13, 16. 16. Nice. And then I assume you move a spiritual weapon? Yes, he's going to smack out. Okay, go ahead and make the attack roll for that. Oh, wait. 16. Does not hit. Oh, wait. Tally, it is your turn. I'm going to try rending again. Okay. Um, nine plus six, so fifteen. Does not hit. Eighteen. Does not hit. It's her turn. Prison uh, save. That is a fail. She is going to use her last legendary resistance to succeed. You're a piece of shit. You know that. Last one. I still think you're a piece of shit. Yep. Go ahead and roll the damage. All right. Sleeve them. Three of them. So that is 14, 19, 19 so that's 9. 9. It's heating away at her. And she is going to make two rolls on you, Celine. And miss horribly with both of them. Oh, good. We're going to leap back over to Talia. Don't worry, I can break Only one hits. Eight points of damage. My turn? Mm-hmm. 
Alright, I'm going to use Guiding Bolt as a second level spell. Okay. Which means it is 5d6 if I get out. Mm-hmm. What is that? 13, 13 plus, plus 6. 6 is 19. Just enough. It's just enough. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, plus what? Just 19. Oh, 19. So the wings again? Yeah, so the wings again. All right. Once again, you call forth the white wings that turn to black in an instant halfway between the space, and that ghostly silver energy wraps around her again as she... This isn't fun anymore. Talia, it's your turn. Except I want to hit her with the coffin. Oh, right. You have advantage. 19? You have advantage. See if you get the crit. Oh, okay. No, nope. okay. All okay. Right. 19 plus a full hit. What? <laughs> <laughs> it just packs her over the face. <laughs> right. So, the, the glow for Guiding Bolt is gone. Do you have a shotgun? Me? Yeah, but... No. Okay, listen to me now. If, if you miss on both of those and she hits and she kills you, I am going to lose you, but first I am going to give you such a big lecture. She has a plus seven to her deck save. So, I'm just pointing that out for shotgun use. Oh, I never mind about the shotgun. <laughs> 12 plus nine. 21, that'll hit. 13 plus 7. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay. <laughs> We're doing full damage because fuck this noise. I Got it. I don't care how many hitch points she has left. Got it. All right. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20. Okay. 21, 22, 23, 24. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 points of damage. How do you want to do this? She's on the ground, mostly. Her mechanical arms are like just barely holding, supporting her up. So Death Whisper and Retribution aim right at her head. My eyes almost lose the black pot. And I just snarl at her and fire at the same time. Just right through her head. The brownish red fluid just splatters the pink wall behind her as all of a sudden the legs just twist and convulse and much like a spider falls down on her back. The legs just twisting and writhing before it becomes still. Okay, I'm fine. I rush over to Victoria. Mm-hmm. And I know I cast Spells the Dying, but I'm checking out wounds. Through the casting of Spare the Dying, her wounds are not fatal. Where are those manacles? A toss at the bag of holding. Alright, I'm going to chain her in the manacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and behind her back, but also her feet. Okay. 
And then I'm going to use my last cure wounds on her. Oh, before I do that, I send out the raven. Okay. That's an all clear, or...? Um, Splat has been neutralized. Send DMP anyway. Alright. Constable, send constable. Send constable anyway. Alright, you send out the raven. As you cast cure wounds on her, she comes to... Elise. Elise! I'm just, I'm still standing over the kid. Just... She is with the Undertaker where she belongs. Elise! She is gone. No. So, the intellect of ants, is it? Let me tell you something about ants. They work together, and they create things that they should not be able to. A single ant can lift its body weight many times. If you see me as an ant, then I thank you. Because it is more than you will ever be. Talia's got her back to this, mm-hmm. and she's just standing over. She's still got her guns on, yeah. this, on this thing. Yeah. She calls out to you, Talia. Animal. Monster. I hold my eyes. I whip my head around at her, and I'm still shifted. She just goes That ought to be an animal or a monster. Than whatever you are. All those people. For one life. What gives you the right? It wasn't even a life. It was my Elise. No, it wasn't. And any memory of her is soiled now because of what you've done. How dare you do that to a child? I pray that whatever that monster was that we just put an end to, I pray that Elise was never a part of it. Did you heal her? I did. Good. I grab her by the arms and I like lift her up and I'm not being fucking gentle either. No, yeah. And I'm dragging her down the stairs. Okay. And I look fucking rough. I'm down to under nine. I'm nine hit points. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got no heels, so sorry about that. That's no. I, I look pretty rough too. I'm not I am seven. fucking rank, man. <laughs> so, you bring her down the stairs, and she's just continuously just spitting vitriol at you that I don't have the creativity to come up with at the moment. I ignore her. You just go down and wait for the constables to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, you should really stop casting the Undertaker. You are going to be with him soon, and he might not take kindly to all the things you have to say about his favorite person. <laughs> it doesn't take long for the Raven to come back with word of constables returning. Yeah, and, see? This won't last long. And less than a half hour later, constables come up leading their horses. And you actually see that Margie has come up with them. She looks around and looks down at the two of you and Victoria. You two look a right mess. Thanks, it's one of my better days. You, you look fantastic. I spit blood. Victoria goes, Constable, about time you arrived. 
Arrest these two for the murder of my daughter. Oh, yes, please arrest us for the murder of our daughter. You can go inside and see. Careful, she smells like formaldehyde. An embalming fluid. Margaret just looks down at her. Take her and the other constables come and take Victoria away from you and she seems genuinely confused. Margie? No. Oh. Victoria? Victoria. Yeah. And just like variations of unhand me you unintelligent ants, insects, just... You know, she keeps talking about uh, insects, and insects do quite well for themselves. Indeed. Uh, Margie looks down. I'll leave the two of you to wrap up whatever business here. Can do. We'll see that she's locked up good and tight. Do you want to check the dead? Uh, me? No. Oh. Margie. You I'm like, I, I, I've already checked them. They're all good and dead. No, there's in a... Ah, oh, I forgot. They're people. She kind of grimaces. So they were here. Yes, they were. It was at least uh, three of them. That's how many we had missing. I would be happy to um, assist with any funeral proceedings. And I would like to build some coffins. Well, I'd appreciate that. Um, and I would also like to build Elisa Coffin and see to her burial. She did not deserve this. I'll leave that to you then. Uh, however, I will have constables up with... Uh, a cart soon if you just make sure the bodies are ready to be taken down. Can do. Ugh, okay. After we get all the bodies downstairs and like laid out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also go to the side of the house and take the horses out mm-hmm. and just kind of now that there's no danger I take like Cortez run around the woods and, okay. mm-hmm. and like just hitch them Need yeah. some grass okay. that they can kind of nibble on. Yep. But we lay all the bodies. And we're going to take our time searching mm-hmm. the house, too. So, going through the house, you actually see that the greenhouse huh? had been stripped of all plants and, like, they had all been dumped in the back. And that's where the main lab area had been set up, as well as the library. The same more advanced surgical table is here. There is also another large vat of the Oh gross. Bloil. 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 You find another stack of schematics and a final phonograph and yeah. three records. Yeah, you, you do it. I'm going to smash it if I do. <laughs> all right. Um, I want to listen to all three. Okay. The first one starts out. Journal entry. I have forgotten the date. With all that has happened, time seems to have stopped mattering. 
I have made my way to my favorite of the estates here in Blue Peak. It was here that Elise was born. It seems fitting that here be where she born again. I scoff. I saw the wanted posters on my way from Yaldin. Given what I saw my latest experiment begin there, I can only imagine it will draw attention, so I have little time. I must finish this. I'm so close. Next, Dan. Yeah. Experiment 711. The subject remembers everything. It is a breakthrough I have only dreamed of for quite some time. However, in remembering, she does not wish to continue in this state. I had for so long sought to eliminate that cold intelligence that possessed the last of my latest creations. Perhaps at least a portion of it is desirable. Switch it out. Next one. You can feel me seething behind you. Final experiment. Attempt number three. My theories are sound. My experiments. Everything has led to this moment. With the flip of this switch, I shall be a mother again. You hear clack and electricity buzzing and then silence actually did it. I do not answer you. I have tears pouring down my face and I pick up this and just I whirl on this box of tools, pick it up and throw it as hard as I can at the glass wall. It strikes, shatters, just chunks of glass falling. And I let out just a ear-piercing scream. And I fall to my knees and I have my fists in my air. I kneel down next to her and I just put my arms around her. And I just sob into your shoulder. How long do you do that? Uh, for like a good like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, just. I don't say anything, I just hold her. And after like 15 minutes and I've got like snot and and just face crap all over you. Sorry. 
She doesn't say anything. You want to go wait outside? No. You want to wait here while I check the rest of the house? Yes. Alright. I'm gonna let her be alone and I'm gonna very thoroughly check the entirety rest of the house if I can. Okay. Uh, take all the phonographs. <laughs> yeah. Searching through the house, you find a few more schematics. One more record. Is there a phonograph near it? No. Make a perception check. 18, 19, 20. Okay. You're upstairs just searching through the rooms. You've, you've found the schematics and the extra record. And uh, you're walking along the top here, just on your way back down when you pass by the window here. Just kind of look out and you see somebody moving outside, heading back down the path. It's too soon for the constables to have gotten back. Did that window open? No. Who does it look like? Can't quite tell. All you got was like a back of their head. Human height, just wearing common clothes. Um, and then you smell it. What? Smoke. Smoke. Like fire. Um, I click my boots and I book it downstairs. Okay. You rush downstairs. Are you headed for Celine or the door? Celine. Celine. Celine, where are you? Well, she was upstairs searching. I'm just in the plain house, just sitting. Okay. You're in there as Talia bursts through the doors. Smoke. Fire. Come on. What? What? And as you turn to run for the front door, there's a roar of fire from the front door as this section of the house just suddenly erupts into flames. We punched a hole in the glass, right? Yes. Move. Mm -hmm. We go out that way. So you leap out the side as you come around. You already see, like, fire licking up the side of the house. What happened? I saw somebody on the floor on when I was on the second store. Where that person was, can I go around? And were they? Was that coming from the front? Yeah. Are the bodies burning? No. Stay here. Where's Morther? You tie the horse off to the side. Okay. Always. Um, stay here and. Why? What is it? I, I saw somebody and I get on my horse and I charge. Okay. And I'm gonna look. But I'm yelling, Talia, wait! I'll be right back make either a survival check and disadvantage or a perception check. DC for, for a perception check is going to be higher. Because the difference here is looking for the person or looking for their trail. The person is hiding, but they didn't necessarily take the time to hide their trail. But you're moving fast. So how long does the boots speed last? Ten minutes. You can move faster than the horse. Yeah, I'm going to do that then. Still a disadvantage? Okay, here we go. That's not fucking bad. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Nice. 
you almost miss it. You actually like fly past it for a second as you speed, but you catch a couple of broken branches off the main path and manage to slide to a stop and come back. You tear off the main path and following this trail of broken brush. It takes you a minute, but you see him. He's tearing through the underbrush and you see a clearing just ahead of him. He's 200 feet, 100 feet, 30 feet. And you're on him just as he reaches the clearing's edge. Can I tackle him? Yeah, make an athletics check at advantage. Cool. 11, 15. 15? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> he manages to turn and you just get this like startled look on a man's face before you clothesline him down to the ground. I take out Retribution and I stick it in his face, holding him down. He's just, like, screaming, Get off me! Fuck! Shut the fuck up! You want to give me one goddamn reason why I shouldn't blow your head off? You set fire to a house that had two people inside of it. Didn't know. Like, spits a mouthful of blood out. Do I recognize him? Nope. Why'd you flood the thing on fire? Sheriff's orders. Oh, really? Now, see, that's funny, because I literally just spoke with the fucking sheriff. Sheriff's orders. Insight? Yeah, all insight. Not 20. He has a good poker face, but he's lying. I fucking had it with people like me. So, let's try this again. Why? And I push the gun, like, kind of into his throat. Just a little bit. Keep in mind, this gun holds six bullets. And I've got four more where that came from. He's just silent. Did you get a chance to put the V on it? His eyes widen a little bit. Member of the Venasi, I assume. Just silent. And I smile at him and like kind of like grab his, like where I'm holding him a little bit, Mm -hmm. just to like tighten it. And then I lift the gun up and turn it around so he can see the V. One of you dropped this. And I stick it right back at his head. Last chance. Shoot him in the shoulder. Okay. He grunts and his face just goes white with pain as the ground behind him is sprayed with blood. I will preserve the natural order. Shoot him in the leg. (laughs) I will preserve the natural order. I make my eyes glow. You missed one. 
Shoot him in the other shoulder. And I get really close to his face. I know who Leroy Brown is. He looks up at you. A look of like kind of exhilaration, fear, and a look of fuck you comes into his eyes as he says, I will die to preserve the natural order. I smile. It's funny you think I'm going to kill you. You don't have to. And there's another smell of burning. As something underneath his shirt starts to heat up. I jump off (laughs) and back up. He laughs and screams as suddenly his clothes catch fire and he burns. And as his clothes burn away, you see a golden amulet that was hidden under his clothes, glowing red hot emblazoned with the V symbol. And that's what's burning him up. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I want to shoot him in the head anyway. Damn it. I kind of kick him around until he gets put out. Mm -hmm. And then start dragging his body back with me. Mm -hmm. The house is just up in flames and Selene, at some point you probably took the horses a bit further away from the house as the back conservatory area just kind of exploded. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I come back dragging another body. What happened? May I introduce a member of the Vanassi? Really? Yeah. Don't touch that amulet. Okay. Apparently it, uh, it lights them on fire. No, I do not want to get lit on fire. But as you stand there with the burned body, the other bodies from inside the house, and the house going up in front of you, you see on one of the smoldering supports of the front porch, branded into it, the sword and the stake crossed in a V. And that's what we'll call it for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Let's Be Legendary, Wild West Edition. Oh, my God. I'm so tired. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, thanks, everybody. Stay legendary. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things that you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.